I am that I am, Adamus, of sovereign domain. Welcome to our gathering, dear Shambra, and um, I have no apologies for changing the schedule. I think we talked in our last gathering that uh, expect the unexpected. Thank you. <laughs> expect change and surprise. But actually today, there is a very valid reason. A lot going on in the world, if you haven't noticed, even if you don't read the papers anymore, even if you don't keep up on the news, you should absolutely be able to feel it. Tension, pressure, resistance, drama. Oh, and that's just your life. The rest of the world. <laughs> the rest of the world is going through extreme change. And speaking of that, I have an appointment um, quite soon. So I wanted to call this gathering early so that I could do both. Perhaps, um, depending on the way things work out, you'll read about it in the papers or the news, if you do that, uh, or you'll hear about it later. I have a very pressing appointment for big changes going on. So I call this gathering a little early. Oh, the slides can wait. Uh, does anybody really want to see those? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of that, um, oh, this world is changing so rapidly, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You've been asking for it for a long, long time. Lifetimes of saying, I choose change. Lifetimes of working to facilitate change in the world that is happening right now. <clears throat> Didn't you get the message, Laughing Bear? The email, that uh, celestial email? We're starting early today. <laughs> Hurry, use the toilet, get back in here. <laughs> there are two very strong dynamics happening. Nice shoes. Nice shoes. If only Caldro would learn to dress like something other than an Austrian cowboy. <laughs> so, two major changes going on in the world right now that uh, are really affecting everything. One, there are, is a group of people also collected together in governments, business, and places of influence and power, who believe that humans cannot take care of themselves. The average human cannot be responsible for their own thoughts or actions or deeds. They believe that humans need some sort of guidance from, from governments, from churches, from other things. They don't believe that humans are by nature, intelligent, good, honorable people. They think that humanity is still, oh, in its own form of dark age. They think that people left to their own will destroy this earth through war, through pollution, through corruption. Shambra, are you part of that group? No, no, no. no. Actually, this is going to be an interesting uh, experience over, over the next few years. 
Because this group that believes that, they, they earnestly believe humans cannot be held responsible for themselves. They cannot be given uh, power or money or choice or anything like that. They have to, there's this group that believes that humans have to be told what to do. They do it under the banner of God, of country, of family, and they basically don't believe, Diane, that you are God also. They believe that without laws and rules and regulations, you will destroy yourself. So they also believe that they are doing you a favor. You see, there is another group of people on earth who just don't give a damn. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'll look to you when I need a laugh. And a group of people like you that, that know, that truly believe that humans are by nature good, still working through issues and karma, still attracted or addicted to drama. But given the true, pure choice, given divine will in their lives, they will rise to the occasion. Uh, they may go through some chaos, they may go through some crises to get there, but ultimately they will make the decision that is best for them, and ultimately anything that's best for you is best for the world. So you have this interesting dynamic going on. There are, there are, there are people very passionate, particularly passionate, when it comes to thinking that humans still have to be controlled thinking that humans are going to destroy the environment, destroy the economy, destroy everything around them. They're fighting hard, fighting very hard for control. Control of your life, but they're doing it, they think, from a good place. You can see it in the dynamics. You can see it in politics and, and particularly religion. What religion today, truly, what religion today believes that you are God also? believes that you can handle this tremendous amount of energy coming in, handle making choices in your life, handle yourself. And we know, Carrie, that you can. That you can. Let's take a deep breath with that. This is one of the forces of resistance. Thank you. Yes. I have infused that with my energy <laughs> and my love. Yes. So, another dynamic, uh, very, very similar at the same time. Another dynamic is a group of people on Earth who do not want change. If anything, they want to go back to old ways, and you know you can't. Mm. What do you want? What would you like? Uh, perhaps it was coffee, but uh, they, they do not want change. They are afraid of change. They think change uh, perhaps holds something evil, holds something unknown. Change uh, is ungodly. So they are holding out for, for things to stay the same or go back to what they call simpler times. And they weren't simpler. Just remember some of your past lives, how unsimple they were, how, how unconscious those lifetimes were. But they want to go back. Uh, they want to go back about, oh, somewhere between 
1,400 uh, and 2,000 years. Back to the good old days. <laughs> yes, back to the desert. So, and they're doing everything that they can from a mass consciousness basis to resist change. There are others that know that change is inevitable. It's going to happen one way or the other. There are some who understand how beautiful it is to, to have changed. Mind if I push some buttons? Whoa! So, <clears throat> amazing. So these are the dynamics that you're feeling all around you in your life. You're feeling that mass consciousness, uh, part of it doesn't think that you can be responsible. Part of it doesn't want change. And this is causing some, well, amazing energy conflicts, conflicts that I'm going to be working with later today. And perhaps, just perhaps, you would like to join me in our work later. Would you like to do that? Tell me more first. I'll tell you that it is um, very exciting, high energy, a lot of drama, a lot of passion, a lot of duality, all mixed together, and with some intrigue and conspiracy. I'll wait for your report. (laughs) You don't have to take your physical body there. That's what you're really afraid of, something hurting your physical body. You're not worried about your consciousness. Well, that, you know, is quite flexible and very resilient. You're not worried about just coming there in spirit and hanging out and watching what happens. You're not at all afraid if I say, let's go into this conflict. It will be happening later today, sometime tomorrow. Let's go there with your spirit, with your consciousness, and let's not pick sides, even though it's kind of fun to do sometimes. Let's not try to force the outcome of the situation, even though it may involve, take a deep breath, human lives and property. Let's just go there and bring new potentials, potentials that are not being realized right now by the parties involved. You see, and that's what a true change worker, that's what true spirit does. That's what. Um, you know, that's something that really Spirit, the big one, the eternal one, Spirit can't really do that like you can, believe it or not. Spirit is there all the time, but unlike you, Spirit can't go there and bring new potentials. Really, somebody who is in conscious human form, understands how to expand their energy, has the highest level of um, consciousness to bring in new potentials, even greater than angelic beings. Angelic beings are kind of fluffy, uh, they're kind of uh, non-solid, but a human who expands their energy into a situation like this can bring more potentials than anyone or anything else. So let's do that after you go through your Slides today. After um, after the meeting has adjourned. Oh, by the way, 
sorry you missed the call that we were starting early. Uh, not you, Larry. The one's on. Uh, let's go over here. Uh, <laughs> sorry you missed the call. We're starting early today. If you're uh, sad that you're missing the slides, we'll do them afterwards. But right now, I'm delivering a message. Thank you. So, so let's go there later. Now, will it, will it affect you? Or better said, how will it affect you when we go there? Well, you're probably going to feel the tension. You're probably going to feel the massive amount of energy ready to clash. Uh, it's not going to hurt your body, or it doesn't have to. You may get a little anxiety, but, uh, well, you had that before you got here today. <laughs> Other shoes going to drop. We're wondering over these past couple of days, what is going on? Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, dear Shambra, let's, let's uh, journey off together later on. Next. Last month we talked about the big questions that you were facing prior to our gathering. Big questions being the big dilemmas that you were going through. Do I want to stay on this planet? Well, you don't, you don't want a painful physical death, but if you could just snap your fingers and be on the other side, would you do it? No pain. No, no um, pieces left behind. If you could just get back over to the other side like that, would you do it? You say no, but about two-thirds of Chambra, given the assignment, the homework assignment, to really be with that question in the weeks that followed our gathering, two-thirds still don't know what they want to do, uh, still procrastinating and delaying. Still going through that god-awful mental scenario where, say, on one column I'll write why I should stay, on the other column why I should leave. And, and what, what's really happening is their energy is getting very bottled up, very, very stuck. And when I remind them, as I have done, about it's time to make a decision, they have every excuse in the book, every excuse. And they even are creating some dramas in their life that don't need to be there so they can avoid answering the question. They're in that in-between zone, that, that – it's not even a no-thing zone, because uh, you can choose no-thing, but they're just choosing blank. They're just choosing – it's not even nothing. They're just choosing, well, frustration, actually. The other part of the question that was posed uh, prior to our gathering last time was, and if you're going to stay, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? Well, that's, that's a difficult, frustrating question. I don't know. What does Spirit want me to do? Sit and think about what you want to do. That's what Spirit wants. Some of you got very um, mental about the question. You started going back into your previous experiences, what felt good, what didn't. The little catch here with that question was it's almost, it's almost impossible to answer that question, because what is available to you right now in the field of your potentials is not even uh, something the mind can understand. 
but yet you were feeling it. You were feeling there, there is something for me to do. There's something I don't have to do for humanity, something to do for myself. I don't even have to do it for my aspects. I can just do it for me. You were feeling it, but when you tried to uh, really articulate it, try to put it into words, it, it eluded you. It went away. That's, that's very, very natural. Go with the feelings. You don't have to define it. You don't have to be able to write it down on a piece of paper exactly what you want to do. Get into those feelings, something that is fulfilling, something that is fun, something that is liberating. Perhaps that's what you want to do. And I didn't ask the question, what job do you want? Maybe you don't want a job. You know, you can survive. You can survive without a job. You really can. Ask Andro. Ask on uh, Norma Garrett. Ask so many of the others who aren't in the old world, old consciousness type of job. You can survive outside of that. Absolutely. That's what we call being a sovereign being. But some people think that means do nothing. If you choose to do nothing, that's fine. That's fine. And if you stop getting mental about what you want to do and get into the feeling, suddenly you're going to realize <coughs> that spirit loves to expand. Your spirit loves to interact. Spirit in a neutral, dull state gets very aggravated. It wants to, spirit wants to expand and express. I'll write that down. You've heard it before, perhaps, but then you choose to forget. Spirit wants to expand. Always, always. Uh, you've seen the, the depiction. Spirit can't go back, really and doesn't want to. Spirit doesn't want to just do nothing, because at the core of spirit, at the core of you, is this absolute joy of life. Absolute joy of expanding to find out what comes next. What can I create? Spirit doesn't like being stuck. So even if you try to do nothing, you try to just sit there and you're lazy boy at home. That's that big, ugly uh, piece of furniture in American living rooms. Uh, you almost can't. You will drive yourself crazy first. Uh, you will drive yourself bonkers, you'll, and then you'll start getting into a lot of your own uh, hyper-analysis, and you get into a lot of mental processing, and then you'll have a breakdown, but at least you're doing something. <laughs> I'm truly, I, I, I do not say that uh, with a little bit of humor, but really, that is something. That is the experience of driving yourself absolutely crazy. Spirit also wants to express. When you wake up in the morning and everything seems so perfect, you don't have a care in the world. It's a beautiful day out. 
Uh, the rest of your family is gone for the day. You have the house to yourself. You feel this overwhelming sense of joy. What do you want to do? Sing or walk or breathe. But you want to express that somehow. That's the way spirit is. This joy of expanding this leads to the joy of expressing. So, my dear, it would be very difficult. Well, try it. It would be very difficult to just do nothing. When's the last time you did nothing? <coughs> Two seconds ago. Ah, no, no, no. No, because you're, you're clicking away here, hmm. and from here, the, the heart, of course, you're absolutely loving me. So that is doing something. But <laughs> so, so, my dear friends, um, where were we now? I got off track. So, uh, ex- experience and expand. So, a lot going on right now. I want to focus on something today, very, very important. So, uh, you could say we're we're taking our next step. It will also it will also lead you uh, into our group experience later today, tonight. I'm going to ask a question and ask. Linda Visa to run with a microphone. My pleasure. Ready? Yes, sir. Uh, for this group here, I'm going to ask you, what is your level of trust with yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? 10 being the highest, absolute, unconditional trust, 1 being you better lock yourself in a closet. <laughs> What is your – feel into it. Take a deep breath. Feel into it. There are no wrong answers. There are no right answers, either. Volunteers, Linda? Oh, volunteer. Here, right here. Volunteers. <laughs> Level of trust with yourself. Stand up. Try stand up. Do what you choose. Uh, go ahead. Mm, I'll stand up. I knew you'd pick on me. Um, mm. Yeah, really, it depends on where I'm at, with what section. Uh, deep breath. Let's everybody breathe with me, please. Yeah. <laughs> Level of trust with yourself. This last month, about one and a half. One and a half. Good. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the honesty. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. uh, over, how about right now? Right now, about an eight. That's good. Nine. Mm-hmm. Good. Averages out to be about a. 2.2? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's good to recognize it. Thank you for, for the honesty. We're going to change that today. We're going to change that. You are going to change it. Next, level of trust with yourself right now. Five. Uh, Five. If you would stand up. Yes? A five. Five. A five. five. So uh, if, if I could get personal with you. Sure. Sure. Uh, I heard you say, oh. Sure. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, what, what don't you trust about yourself? And then I'll give you the answer. When I feel I trust <clears throat> myself, um, I realize that it, it's not completely there. Yeah. What don't you trust about yourself? That I always do things right. Good. So, uh, if I could, yes. Uh, 
making the wrong choice, uh, trusting your body, mm-hmm. issue, 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 and uh, trusting your beliefs, issue, issue, issue. Uh, and everybody else, you probably have these too. So, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a absolute fear when you get to this point of uh, evolution of making the wrong choice. My God, how many lifetimes? A thousand? Fourteen hundred? Eighteen hundred? You don't want to make the big mistake now by making the wrong choice. Send you back to about lifetime one. Uh, send you back to Lemuria, or if you're lucky, to Atlantis. So, not wanting to make the wrong choices. Ah, excellent program for those who are interested in multidimensional expansion. Thank you. So, I did it. Uh, <laughs> And trusting your body. Uh, you've had lifetimes, every one of you, lifetimes of conflict with the body. The body is what keeps you here. That's why you get mad at it. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a way, you take out your resentment of, of all of the issues of life on Earth on your body. If it wasn't for your damn body, you wouldn't have to worry. We're going to go take a little journey later today, and some of you right away get a little fear what's going to happen. Well, when I said, you don't have to worry, nothing will happen to your body, you're like, okay, then I can do anything. So, issue with the body. Issue with beliefs. Every one of you here and those coming in late to our webcast, I'm Adamus, you um, came in late. It's not Jeffrey, no. He would never look this good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, uh, trust in your beliefs. You, you've, uh, you've been involved in God knows how many religious, spiritual type of organizations. You've been, you've been overindulged. You overindulged yourself with beliefs. With beliefs. And Beliefs are fun. They're a tremendous amount of fun, just like acting is fun, if you understand that's what you're doing. But if you get that you're acting, and you take yourself seriously, and you think this is real, then it's no fun anymore. If you, if you take your beliefs seriously, it's going to hurt. You're going to get stuck, and somehow you've got to get out of those beliefs. Beliefs are not bad. I just want to clear that up. There's nothing wrong with them as long as you understand that you created them and you can uncreate them anytime. As long as you understand that beliefs serve a temporary purpose, but don't get locked up in it. How many of you just, you don't have to answer out loud, but how many of you? believed in hell for a lot of lifetimes. You got stuck in that. You ran from half of your life, or lifetimes, because of the fear of hell. You, you didn't have uh, what I would call a full, complete experience in those lifetimes, because you were running from a belief system. Hell. Scared the hell out of you. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, next. Next. Trusting yourself, a scale of one to ten. Where are you right now? Uh, seven or eight, the last seven, few days. Seven or eight. How about overall? Let's say the last uh, two years. 
Oh, up and down, up and down. We average it out. Oh, maybe uh, four or five average. Four or five. Yeah. Okay, good. But sometimes way high and sometimes way low. Yes. Uh, but that's that roller coaster effect. That's part of the, the uh, awakening uh, effect. And what were the issues of trusting yourself? I, um, when I could hear really well inside, I trusted real well and went way up high. Not what I asked. Uh, what were the, <laughs> what, uh, just take a deep breath a moment, what really caused you to go out of trust with yourself? It's so obvious. Uh, you're thinking now, you're not feeling. <laughs> um, probably uh, relying on the human. Uh, now I'll give you the correct answer. Uh, <laughs> that you're going to hurt somebody else. You, you uh, uh, have one of the sweetest, most beautiful, radiant dispositions, but you hurt some people. Not intentionally, didn't necessarily mean to, but you've hurt others. So what do you do? What, is, what do any of you do when you've hurt others, uh, including killing, torturing, those type of things? <laughs> when you've really hurt somebody, guilt, you shut down, you withdraw, you wi retreat, and you say, I will never, boy, don't you hate that? Never. I will never be in the position again to hurt anyone. Because you had, and you still have, certain powers, magnificent talents that are going unexpressed right now because you associate that with hurting others. And, and I don't blame you for not wanting to hurt others in a kind of a theoretical, sorry Pete, a philosophical way. You can't really hurt others. In another very new energy way, excuse me Bonnie, in another very new energy way, even if you tried to right now to hurt others, you couldn't. You couldn't. Even if you tried, make a conscious choice, which, which uh, is very unappealing. You cannot hurt someone else right now. Your consciousness, your connection with your own spirit will not allow that. Knowing that, knowing that you cannot possibly hurt another, wouldn't they give you back a lot of trust? Wouldn't, couldn't we raise that up to about a seven? Sure. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So many, uh, un uh, so many uh, talents that you have. Uh, I know who you are. We've worked together. I know what you can do uh, as a leader and as a creative person. But you withdrew. You can't hurt anybody right now. I know that, that maybe that challenges some people, some people listening in. Uh, what do you mean I can't? I can walk right out the door right now, grab a knife, and go berserk in a shopping mall. No, you can't. No, you can't. Maybe others can, but you cannot. Not because of belief systems, not because you're highly moral, because you have a consciousness right now that won't allow for it. Next. Level of trust. Yes. Where are you right now? Probably 7-8. Uh, 7-8. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. That's pretty low. 
Um, compared to where you could be, compared to the, the joy that you can have, what's stopping you? It goes up and down depending upon how confident I am. Yes. And so I'm, I'm open to hearing any calibration, any other input when I'm not certain. So what's keeping you from a 10? It's so obvious, everybody knows. The microphone. <laughs> That's good. I want an anomalous pin. So, you get it. You get it. Everybody who's had the microphone so far gets a pin. So, so uh, but, but let's, let's pursue this. Yes. Yes, uh, my compliments. Uh, so, you're at a seven to eight. What's between you and a 10? Because actually everybody should be at an absolute 10. And I'm not going to be happy until you're at a 10. I don't feel I have complete knowing at this instant. Say that again, but stand up. <laughs> stand up. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Don't worry, I said that you wouldn't hurt another, you wouldn't pull out a knife. I will. <laughs> but I want to hear what you said again. Go ahead. You don't have complete knowledge, awareness and in that, the physical that, consciousness. There you go, you can give up the microphone. That is what's keeping you from a 10, a trust level of 10 with yourself. Uh, sorry about the slap, it'll heal. Uh, you want to know it. You want to intellectualize it. You want to figure it out. And if you can't, if, if it doesn't process through here, if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't compute, you're not going to do it. And that's what's keeping you. That, that oh, this gets me going. That leap of trust that goes beyond the mind, that goes deep into the heart and into the feeling. The I don't give a damn, I don't have to know about it. I don't have to, have to process it up here. I don't have to get mental. To damn be to analysis, I'm just going to live it. That's what's keeping you from a 10. Everything else is good. So getting out of the mind? Duh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes, yes. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but uh, uh, absolutely getting out of the mind. Stop trying to figure it out. You, you do good at times. You let that, that mind energy go. You have an amazing mind. But what if there was something beyond the mind? What if there was something uh, – here, I'm going to address your mind on this. Mind? What if there's something even? better, bigger, more intelligent, didn't need chemicals and electrical circuitry to figure things out. What if there's something that is so grand and it's already there? What do you think about that? I don't question that, but I don't have knowing access yet to the degree that I want to go beyond the eight. Uh -oh. Should I take his prize back? No, 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 this is good. This is good. <laughs> This is good. If I had, if there was a pool of water here right now, and if I was, if I had a little bit bigger 
channeler body, if uh, I picked a little bit larger channeler, I would take you, rustle you into the water and put your head underneath. And hold your head down underwater until you were at the point of death. I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> until you wanted a gasp of air so much you would give anything for it. Anything, anything. And then I'd pull your head up from the water and revive you and say, now, if you want to know and to be yourself that much, to go beyond the mind that much, that you had that much desire for it, then you would get there. In other words, you don't want it bad enough. I can feel that, though. Yeah. So, good. Thank you. Good, good dialogue. Uh, the, it's, and it's really quite simple. It's just taking that leap that you don't have to sh uh, l Let me say it a different way. None of this makes sense and ever will. You will never satisfy your human intellect. You will never satisfy your mind about what's going on on Earth, ever. You can never make sense out of it. So given that, stop trying. Stop trying. True living, you don't need to make sense out of it. It's, it's in the moment. It's spontaneous. It's from intuition. It's from nost. And your mind, your mind, sir, is screaming out, saying, get me out of here. Relieve me of this burden of having to be so smart, having to figure everything out. Relieve me of my limitations so I, every part of you, can expand and grow, can stretch out. And the mind wants it. That's the thing. You don't have to battle the mind. It wants it. But you're so programmed, so hypnotized, all of you, into thinking that you've got to figure it out. And you won't. So let go. Have fun. Enjoy. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely. And uh, I'll give you an extra Adamas uh, prize here. <gasps> oh. <laughs> now, don't touch the channeler. Don't touch. Now, uh, this is a game. This is a game. I have a choice here between Caldera's $1 bill and a cri almost crisp $100 bill. Which do you choose? Is it that difficult? Yeah, because he knows I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Yeah, the Franklin. It's yours. Thank you. <laughs> Always, no, no. Always check Calder's pockets before we do a session. So, and this is good, actually. Actually, you made one hundred dollars. Calder just made about a thousand, and I am eternally wealthy anyway, so I don't need it. Absolutely. And Shambra, it's it now should give work. me the rest of what's in the pocket. Uh, I'm, Calder is down to the niggles now. There's two dollars. So, so uh, by the way, Shambra, it's just a piece of paper. It's he just got a piece of paper, and everybody's excited. It's just a piece of paper, but there's a lot of energy to it. Now, uh, actually, I'd like you to go beyond the mind and turn that into something grander. How do you do that? By holding the hundred dollars out 
pulled it out and staring at it and trying to f- make it into a thousand-dollar bill. <laughs> Not. You do it by. We're going to go through an exercise later. You'll use that, uh, please, for the exercise that we do later. You put it in your pocket and let it go. Yes. Good. Excellent. Good. Um, a few more. Sure. Level of trust with yourself. Uh, stand up, please. Makes it even tougher, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Oh. <laughs> I'd say eight. Eight. That's good. That's good. Uh, and what's keeping you from uh, a. $100 bill. <laughs> You know where it is. <laughs> yes.、Uh, what's keeping you? You're, you're getting pretty close. What, what's possibly keeping you? I think it's the fear of.、Mm, it's either fear of not getting there or fear of getting there. It's both. <laughs> it's both. Absolutely. Absolutely, and、uh, that's、uh, that's very wise. And if I had any more money, I'd see if I have any valuable.、Um, Don't、uh, think about it. So, but yes, it's it's an interesting、uh, predicament. You can you can be seated.、Uh, interesting predicament. It's like you get close, you get to that eight or or particularly that nine level, and you say, well, what if I what if I connect the dots? What if I come to a point of of complete. Trust in self. What happens then, Andra? Wait, wait, wait! I'm running the mic. I'm running, 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 running. They hit that point of absolute trust. What do they then give up?、Um, the fear that has been so familiar for so long. The familiarity. And, yes. And with it, the game. Yes. The game. And what happens? Part of you says, "Well, if if the old familiar isn't there anymore, and the game goes away, I don't have anything to do." <laughs> But you will. Yes. You will. It's just it's a it's a little bit of a, kind of a dream state thing, a, a game that's played with self. So, you come to complete trust. You give up the game, and and. Part of you says, "But well, if I don't have games to play, why should I stay here?" It's a new game, and it's not a game of duality. It's a new joy of being here on Earth in the physical body, without pain, without aches, without all of the other issues. So good.、Uh, one more. Okay, one more. And make、see. it the right one. Don't make the wrong choice here. <laughs> Well, I've got your jewelry, so we're all safe. You can't make the wrong choice. So, level of trust with self. For some reason, instantaneously, it bumped up a couple of notches. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it shifts between a seven and an eight. Seven and eight. Okay.、Mm. And what's、uh, what's in between? Oh,、uh, forgetting it's a journey and to have fun and to not be serious and thinking that, especially right now with this new. Potentials coming through for myself, feeling safe. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Now, could I give you my answer? Sure. <laughs> Opie. 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 Other people, not old people.、Oh. Other people.、Yeah. See, you're doing all this work. 
for other people. That's your passion, that's your life, and it's your justification for staying here, my good man. I'm doing this for others, or other variations is I have children. I, here's my favorite. I have parents who are sick, and therefore I can't take the time for myself because I'm taking care of them. Macchio, so, oh, please, you're doing it for everybody else. You have to be here to guide all of these uh, uh, unfortunate people through their time of awakening. You have to be here to take care of your children, because without you, obviously, they would crumble to pieces, because, well, maybe they're not so divine. Obviously, you have to take care of others. So, Opie's, a good thank you. One last one. Oh, it, it is your choice. I, I think it would be nice to hear it from young Mackenzie. But I don't have any glib remarks to make to anyone else. <laughs> so, go ahead. Just sit down. Yeah, you have to stand All up. Right. Welcome, well, Mackenzie. Thank you. Scale one to ten. Honestly, I have to say that question. No, I want you to lie to me. <laughs> All right, I can do that too. <laughs> no, let's go for honest. Um, that question kind of confuses me. Really? Uh, you could say I'm a ten or a zero, because I am me. Right. And if I don't trust in myself, how can I be me? True. So, in my mind, trust is kind of irrelevant because. There's no other way to be yourself. You either are yourself, or yes. you try not to be. Uh, and who do you know that is really themselves? Nobody's. Who would be your standard? Um, Don't sorry. look in this room. I know, I know. I, I, I saw the screen, and she was over there, and I looked over there. <laughs> but, uh, and philosophically, I agree. Practically, I have a, a bit of a difficult time. You're absolutely right, but who do you know that is really the I? Who, who is the example of the I am, or being the true me? No one. No one? No. Everybody follows rules. They try and fit in with society. Um, most of the time, they try and think of what other people will, how other people will respond to them, yes. and what they should do to, for them. And... <coughs> In the end, it ends up with nobody being true to themselves purely because there's everything else going on. Like, uh, my teacher was saying the other day uh, how she learned that our generation is so just overwhelmed with all this information that's going on everywhere that it's hard to be just purely one thing. So, True. Good. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, but let me ask just... Uh, all that aside, what do you feel right now? Scale one to ten. I know I'm being shallow by asking <laughs> this, but uh, she's thirteen and she's with a crowd of adults. Or she's fifteen, doing fifteen. I'm sorry, sixteen, fifteen, fifteen with a crowd now, of adults. Now, where is your level 16. of trust after this? Sixteen. Backing? Now, level of trust. Um, I suppose you could say I'm a ten because I am me, and that's just who I am. Okay. Good. Even with other stuff. Good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for being so bold. So, <clears throat> dear Shambra, uh, we talked about it the other night on our radio program. We talked about this issue of trust. And it's very, very important to understand where you are. 
um, you don't have to assign it a number, but do you really trust yourself implicitly? Do you trust your body? Do you trust your choices? Do you trust your decisions? Do you trust, do you trust spirit? Do you trust life? Do you trust living in this uh, world right now that's filled with uh, a lot of chaos? Do you trust absolutely being yourself without abandon? Standing up in front of a group and singing, doing something outrageous. Do you trust that this whole part of your journey that you're in right now, called your, your spiritual enlightenment awakening, is real? Or is it just more junk? You see, so I bring this point up and I, I kind of um, push on it to irritate it. Where are you with trust in yourself? Because it's going to be har- hard to go forward or, let's say, expand much more if you don't under- at least understand your level of trust. Now, it's not even that you have to trust yourself 100%, but it's about understanding why you don't trust parts of yourself. Talked the other night about. Well, let, let me give an example. Let's say that you get up tomorrow morning and you're very nauseous, very sick, sweating, perspiring, throwing up. What's the first thing you do? Run to the toilet, I hope. <laughs> Second, what did I do wrong? What did I eat? That was bad. Click, 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 click through the mind, evaluating everything. Next, what is spirit trying to tell me? Next, maybe my body is more powerful than my soul, because look at me, I'm getting sick. Now, you deal with it. You, you do a lot of releasing in the toilet. Well, you're still feeling awful, and you decide to uh, to sit down at your computer and do a little work. The phone rings and you jerk because you're not feeling so good. And when you do, you knock your computer over, smoke comes out, and it burns up. Oh no, this is going to be one of those days, you say to yourself. What? Why is my energy off? What am I doing wrong? Why is this happening to me? Am I being attacked by spooks, alien beings. Maybe there's, a, maybe there's an evil energy lurking somewhere in my house. I know I should have called somebody to do feng shui to get out the evil energy, and now they're taking over. So you deal with it. You put out the fire. You realize that, that you are without computer. So you decide to hop in the car, and you know what's going to happen next, to go down to the computer store. And while you're Driving down the street, thinking about your so far miserable day, car accident. Nobody gets hurt, but your car is now smoking. Looks kind of like your computer with wheels. <laughs> it's totaled. It's totaled. And you say, What am I doing wrong? Now, given all of this, oh, and by the way, while you're standing there waiting for the police to show up, you realize. You don't have your driver's license or your automobile registration. 
You left them at home, and you've now pulled out your wallet, and you're looking through that, and somebody walks along and steals it and runs down the street. Now, should have stayed in bed? No. Wrong answer. Question. Can you be in such a place of trust to know this is absolutely perfect? And can you actually laugh out loud? <laughs> I know I created this. God didn't create it. Adamus, no, he didn't create it. The evil spirits didn't create it. I created it. Can you be at that level of trust and say, Damn, this is fun. Or at least, at least I know it's going to evolve from this point forward. That's trust. That's trust. Uh, by a few other scenarios while the police are coming. Oh, I won't go there. So, that, now that's trust. Every day we get, we, Crimson Council, we get thousands of complaints from Chambre around the world. Why is this happening? Well, the answer that we give is because you created it. Why are these things happening in my life? Oh, I'm, it must be because I, I need, now I need to go out and take a crystal class and I need to you know, take, oh, take vitamins. and You get all wrapped up. What, what if you had such a level of trust you know implicitly that it is perfection? What if all of these things that have happened to you today, and when you call for a taxi now to take you home, you meet somebody, perhaps a taxi driver, perhaps somebody else, meet somebody that brings such gifts into your life, maybe money, maybe love, friendship, teachings, whatever. Maybe all of these things that happened were part of the setup of you and what you would call your soul self, which your soul self really doesn't care about all the human incidentals. It, it wants to be with you. It, it, it will, it, and you've called out for it. And when you did, that brought about a dynamic that's unstoppable and it's going to happen. And thank God that there's wisdom in your soul that's going to now... Your soul didn't create these accidents, but it was an energy with, between you and your divine. An energy that was put out there and brings back the manifested experiences to make this all possible. And will continue to bring those experiences in. The soul doesn't really care if your car was smacked. Because there are other cars. It doesn't care about your computer because it was time to give it up anyway. It was time to get a new one because there's things you weren't doing that you could do with a new computer. It doesn't care that you barfed out your guts in the morning because it was releasing some toxins in your body that were stuck down there for a long time. It doesn't care about any of those things because it, you, uh, you, have a deeper understanding and a deeper wisdom. Now, what gets in the way? That humanoid aspect. That human aspect that doesn't like change. That, that 
that doesn't want to move forward, that human aspect that, that doesn't believe its own self. Uh, it really doesn't. It doesn't believe itself. It, because the human aspect is not real. It's manufactured. It, it's, uh, it, it's an act. And it really doesn't believe itself because it knows it's an act, but unfortunately you don't know it's an act yet. All these things happening. You break a leg. You lose your job. Whatever. What if you had absolute trust? What if you had a big smile and said, my own guidance from myself is allowing these things to happen to get me off the stick, or whatever it is, to move things forward, to continue to expand. And the question is, can you have that level of trust? That's a big one. Can you have that level of trust when a wave of anxiety comes over you, as it has done lately, and say, everything is in perfect order in my life, in, in your life. If you miss an airplane, if you slip on the ice and fall and mess up your back, can you have that level of trust? Can you? Now, an interesting thing happens. I'll, I'll give you the end of the story. When you do, when you choose that, then you don't need to have all those things happen because you've already gotten unstuck. So part of you is fearing, oh my God, if I go into trust, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my job and my partner's going to walk out on me and my dog's going to die and oh my God, look at all the things. It's only because you're not at a 10, because you're a 2 or an 8 or a 7. The numbers don't matter. If there's any degree of untrust, whether you're at a 1 or a 9.9, it's all the same. It is all the same. So it doesn't matter if somebody said, I'm at a 2. It's the same as a 9.999. You're not trusting. You're not trusting. Very important point. Oh, take a deep breath. I can so You're all getting so heady on me. Oh. What? You're like, well, how do I get in trust with myself? Make a choice and take a deep breath. That's all. And every time, oh, here's, here, here goes the clincher. In the next week or so, 10 days, week to 10 days, you will have an experience relating back to this very moment about trusting yourself. Something is going to happen, and I didn't say what. I just said something. And it's going to remind you, trigger you to our discussion that we're having here. And it will give you an opportunity to make a very conscious choice. Do I trust myself, or do I get into drama? Do I get into questioning? Do I get into feeling that uh, I'm really not worthy? You have an experience. Write it down afterwards. Write, write just a short little story about it. It helps you ground that energy, and it could also be good for another upcoming book that we'll do together. It's uh, kind of a, of a going to be a Zen day today, so uh, and thank you, Robert, for uh, dressing. So would you mind uh, standing up with the shawl? Very Zen look today. The, the, yes, the Zen monk look. Yes. There is a word, a Zen-ish kind of word, 
for for absolute trust in self. Amyo. Amyo. Can you say it? Uh, Amyo. And in the in the other realms, it's really not a word. It's a kind of a vibration. Amyo. Kind of rolls. Let's do it. Amyo. Absolute trust. Not in the world, not, not in the outside world, not in other people, not in deities, entities, or anything else, not in aliens, but in yourself. Amyo. Amyo. I am that I am. I know whatever is happening in my life, I'm absolutely creating it for the higher good of myself. Not for punishment. Not for some, <clears throat> I can't swear, but not for some lesson. Not because I'm bad. I'm actually creating it for the greater good. The moment you get to that point, you unlock potentials that were previously unknown to you. The moment you can be in this place of amyo, absolute trust. I'm creating my own life. I don't care what the outside circumstances may look like. I'm still creating it. That's amyo. That's absolute, unconditional, unmental trust in self. Amyo. When you're at that point, which you are, you just have to recognize it, then things can really start moving. Then we start to have some fun, which we'll do in just a moment. Amyo. Amyo is pure, absolutely pure, the purest self. The, the, the actually kind of the realization of the I am, amyo, where you stop doubting everything that happens, you, start, you stop trying to analyze it. Everything is created by me for uh, whatever you want to call it, a higher good, for my own expansion, or for my joy of life. Every little thing. That level of trust in self is... Uh, is what all of the Ascended Masters aspired to, or experienced, I should say, in their final lifetimes on Earth. That, Amyo, is what you could say was the, uh, the final and perhaps the most joyful step. Imagine, just for a moment, imagine, close your eyes if, if you choose to, but imagine what it's like to have absolute, unconditional trust in yourself. Amyo. That includes trusting your body. Yes, even if it gets sick or if it has pain, can you trust it? Amyo. No matter what happens, you created it for the love of self. What happens is when you truly um, uh, begin to have the conscious understanding of Amyo, you forget, quit worrying about the little stuff. You quit worrying about uh, what's going to happen next. You see, because you realize what happens next is absolutely perfect. But the moment you're in the state of Amyo, it opens up all the potentials of an illness, which is really not an illness, it's just a clear signal. It opens up the potential of things like lack of abundance, uh, uh, that you've been 
focusing on the, the lack for so long. Suddenly when you say, I created that, it expands out. It opens up the true highest potential. Then you don't have to experience all the junk in your life anymore. Then you don't bring in these, what you call, bad scenarios, because there's no need for them any, anymore. Your, what you would call your soul has now got your attention, and it was just asking to trust you, to trust yourself. So what would be the, what, the antithesis of Amyo? Makyo. Absolutely. Makyo. Now, uh, for some of you who don't know what that is, we, we, uh, I would say the, the word for makyo is, uh, means false, delusional, uh, distracting, uh, and also, what I, uh, can I say the word? I'll have to, I'll have to write the word, um, because I've been asked not to say bullshit in front of a group. <laughs> Uh, there we go. The Spanish version. Bullshit. Yes. Uh, no hable inglés. So, the opposite of amio, which is purity, uh, trust, uh, no inhibition anymore, and, and, and truth, uh, you could say in a way, opposite is macio. Now, Machio comes in, it's, uh, it's, I generally associate the word with spiritual distraction uh, or spiritual BS. And it, it, it happens. I, I, it happens to everyone I've ever known who's on the spiritual path, including Buddha, a lot of Machio there, uh, including uh, some of the great spiritual leaders of the times, uh, including uh, every ascended master that I've ever known. They, they get to this point of makyo and the journey. It happens kind of near the end of um, self-realization. Uh, and they start polluting themselves with a lot of crap, spiritual bullshit, rhetorical, dogmatic, uh, organizational, and structural stuff. And that's why I, I irritate people sometimes, but I say, get off of the, uh, the astrology. Now, I love astrology, but not when it's an addiction. I love crystals when they're adorning my hands and my body as in, my as in jewelry. Uh, you know, I love to row when it's done right, when it's empowering. But all of these things, including uh, sacred ground here, including Chambra, can be Machio. Mm -hmm. All of these things become distractions. They are false. They are they are put into place for a couple reasons. One, uh, to, fill, uh, to fill a void. Uh, because when you get to this part of the awakening process, suddenly, suddenly you perceive up ahead as a big void, a big nothingness. In other words, you, you can't see past uh, the release of all the human games. So it feels empty up, up, up ahead. Uh, so often you then put Machio uh, in the past. Uh, you put a lot of distractions in the past. Uh, uh, to fill a void. Now, 
be it known that there is no void in all of creation. It can't be. Uh, in this dimension, any other dimension, there is no void. There is no void. Get rid of that belief that there are voids. There can't be because it's creation. Can't be. So you're loading up your future or this upcoming void with a bunch of crap. A game. The macchio is put there oftentimes because there is a resistance to ending the game. So this is just, these are more game chips or game toys that are put there. Uh, Machio is also put there, all this distraction and everything else, because you don't want to face the real issue that's in front of you right now, and that's Amyo, trust. I have seen very wise, amazing, radiant spiritual human beings who are very, very um, uh, evolved on their path, as you would say, who are ready to take that final step into what you would call the ascension status, and suddenly they go machio on me. Suddenly, suddenly they get into falseness at the last moment. They have to fill it with something. They're literally afraid to go to this step. 100% trust in self. Uh, they can get to 99.9. But that, is a, that has been a fearful line to cross. There's always a holdout. Uh, I can trust everything about me other than, and you fill in the blank, other than the way I look other than my intelligence, uh, how I appear to, to others. It's a big trap for spiritual workers, spiritual leaders. Suddenly they think they have to uh, come off a certain way in front of others, wise, intelligent, seeping of white light and uh, <laughs> blessings and uh, wise statements. Not at all. Not at all. Actually, the true spiritual teacher and worker gets real human because they're not afraid of it. They're not afraid of it. So, absolute trust. So now let's get to the practical part of our discussion. I don't want to take away from the time for the slides. We're more worried about the food. We're, we'll continue to talk about Amyo, complete trust. But in the meantime, t tonight, tomorrow, when we go out on our group outing into... Uh, chaos, treachery, and uh, potential uh, disaster. You, you'll have an opportunity to look at your own amyo. Do you, do, do you trust yourself, A, that it's real? That it's real, that our group experience is going to be real? Or are we just making it up? See, you see that level that triggers that trust? <laughs> what if we're just making it up? Well, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I had another hundred, uh, but you get a, a Damas award just for that. It doesn't matter. Who? Beautiful lady in the back. Which one? Uh, she'll raise her hand. Oh, okay. You know, and some of you would uh, arm wrestle me on that one. Say, it doesn't matter. What if we're just making all this up? What if this is just a brilliant distraction? And I say it actually doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Exactly. So let's take a deep breath with that. Uh, so 
you'll have an opportunity to experience uh, makyo, amyo. The, the, both of them, uh, tonight and in the next uh, 10 days. And this is not any sort of punishment or lesson. This is an experience that you're giving yourself so you could really start to feel rather than to think about it, where Paul, where you can actually get into the heart of it. You know, you know, hmm? No, no, I don't, I don't want your nuts, I just want your phone. Okay, thank you. Uh, where you can actually get into uh, the real feeling of it. So busted. So busted. So, so it's ringing. Hello. Tobias? Is that you? Oh, Katumi. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later. No. I know it's important, but right now I've, I've got a group. We're talking. We'll all be there later on. Okay, thanks. Uh, namaste. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, now, now we get into the practical application. This is where it gets fun. So, uh, everybody have an object. Uh, Paul, you, the $100 will be your object. Everybody pull an object from your purse. It could be jewelry, it could be money, it could be uh, one of those dang founded cell phones. It could be anything. A pen, yes, yes, uh, yes. Something that is yours, not, not something that belongs to somebody else. It can be keys, yeah, it could be money. And what's yours? Your jewelry. No, but it's my jewelry. It has to be yours. Oh. It has to be something that's yours. Can't I claim it? Something. Uh, you have a nice ring on today. That okay. Beautiful ring. You want more jewelry? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, we are going to start and we'll continue to do a process of what I'm going to call infusion. I'm borrowing a little bit from Andra and An here. They do a course in soul fusion. Soul fusion. What's happening right now is that, uh, and I get frustrated with a lack, uh, with uh, words cannot always define it, but your soul and your humanness and your aspects are all integrating together. They are fusing. They've never actually really been separate. It's an illusion. But you've created a very strong illusion of separateness from the God within. That's already there, not out there somewhere. You've created a very strong belief and a strong illusion of aspects, fragmented parts of yourself, sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes coming back on a regular basis for integration, but, but often very fragmented. So this is a big illusion. And what's happening right now is that, um, hmm, uh, bear with me a moment. What's happening right now is it's fusing back together. Well, okay. So, uh, so I, before you get to them, I had to have some. There's never any left. Now, as the as the soul and self fuse back together, as as everything comes back into its natural oneness. 
now is the time also for you to begin to take that tremendous, beautiful energy of your God Self and start infusing it into objects in your life. Infusing it. A couple of reminders here. Do not do it with other people. Do it only in objects that you own, that are yours. That are yours. Don't use borrowed objects. Don't use your kids. Preferably don't use your dogs for this. Do this with objects. We're going to start infusing energy. We're going to start putting it into items such as money, uh, cell phones, uh, your car, your computer, anything that's yours. There is an unnatural barrier between uh, you and the reality all around you. Uh, you've, you've, you found this way, this really clever way of separating yourself from everything else and yourself at the same time. You separate yourself from this planet like, like it's the planet and you're over here and we have Mother Earth here, Gaia today, uh, if you wouldn't mind standing up. And yes, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, so, and because of uh, this uh, somewhat of a, um, you could say, like an anger or a resistance to being fully embodied on Earth, you've even separated yourself from your items in your life. Uh, and there's this uh, belief that material things are, are going to keep you trapped here. They're not. Actually, they're going to, they're going to help release you. So we're going to start infusing – you're going to start infusing your energy into things in your life. And you do it very simply. What? Uh, I'm looking for an what? object for a cauldron. Uh, I'll take your ring. Whoa. For demonstration purposes only. It's very easy. Now, understand, you are a radiant being, whether you know it or not. You're always giving off energy. Some have electrical or magnetic characteristics to them. Some have uh, what you would call more of a light, uh, you know, as in light characteristic. And some of them uh, are more into this pure spiritual energy spectrum. You're constantly radiating, but you're doing it kind of unconsciously without a lot of focus. You can start infusing your energy into objects without any agenda. Without, you're not trying to make the object into something else. You're literally sharing yourself. And when you do, when you infuse yourself into this ring, you, you give up nothing from within you. You're, you're not taking a part of your core energy and putting it out somewhere else. Because now in the new energy, there's never a loss. There's always gain. You see, new energy works different. You never, it's never taken away. The core value of energy always remains the same or greater. So don't worry about uh, giving up part of yourself. We're going to begin infusion here, or what some of you would call uh, melding, a meld, uh, and a blending – French word for blending uh, – melange? Melange. Uh, doesn't that sound better than infuse? Uh, so uh, let, let's say – you can call it whatever you want. How, let's say it together – melange. Let's say it with a – would you mind uh, 
Uh, microphone, please. Uh, no problem. We really have to hear the nuances in this, the beauty of the, the French language. Mélange. 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 Holder can speak French better with his mouth full. Mélange. So, we're going to start infusing. Uh, and uh, don't be confused about infusion. It's a very simple process. Why? Why? Why would we do this? Because this ring, or whatever item you're holding, holds so much more potential than the obvious that you, you see here. Obvious, the, a, a few uh, little stones. I, I truly wish Calderon would buy her bigger stones. And some gold. By the way, gold. We're going to see this as we, we're going to start getting into gems and, and jewels. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the gold is, is beautiful, because gold is probably the, the best human uh, substance for balancing energies during alchemy. The alchemists weren't trying to change things into gold. They were using it real gold or the energetic dynamics of gold to balance a process. Anytime you alchemize, anytime you transmute, anytime you unlock energy that's within something, there is a huge energy exchange and transmutation that can actually uh, be overpowering. The alchemists worked with gold because it has a way of balancing that process so it, so it doesn't uh, overwhelm you. Just a little bit of gold goes a long way in, in really balancing alchemy. So why are we going to infuse? Well, because this ring is so much more than a ring. This ring has potentials that you haven't even begun to realize. That $100 bill that you now own, that's yours, no longer Calder's, that has potentials in it. piece of paper, but it has tremendous potentials through infusion. In other words, being so trusting of self that you can put part of yourself in it without worry that some other human is going to do something dastardly to you or some evil spirit is going to possess you. They don't want to possess you. Trust me. Not at where you are in your evolution. You're, you're um, too clear for them. Uh, they're, they're going after other humans. So and I'll talk about that later. But So how do you infuse? Just did it. Took a deep breath. I relaxed. No agenda. Not trying to, not trying to force change. There's no push. There's no resistance. I am so trusting of myself. I don't have to worry about it. And through the breath, I shared. I infused. I expanded into this object without. Without any demands, without saying, okay, now you must turn into five rings of greater uh, size, without any of that, but feeling so joyful about my life that I can share it with the physical items around me. Now, take a deep breath. Take your item. Release all expectations. Let yourself trust yourself. Amyo. Amyo. And just breathe 
yourself into that object. If you get that little mind kick that says, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> or, I shouldn't have had uh, garlic for lunch. Uh, whew, let it go. Now, you have just shared or expanded or breathed your uh, – by the way, breathing is the easiest thing to do. There's a lot of other things, but breathing is easy. You've just shared your self, your I am, your amyo, with this, with this object. This is not prana. It is not chi. This is not some universal field energy. This is you. Got it? It's not coming from somewhere else. You're not going into uh, some pool of uh, energy located on some other planet. This isn't that typical life force energy that flows through things. This is you. Pure you. Now, what happens is suddenly it takes on you. You are in here now. Not trapped, but you have become a part of this. With this deep level of trust of Amyo, you're not afraid of it. You're not afraid that, oh my God, I just put all my bad karma in here. <laughs> it's your purity. It's your Amyo. You could even sing out, Amyo. My purity, my love going into this. Thank you. Watch, uh, observe how it unlocks potentials. Now, let me ask what happens if suddenly. I could have this back. Sure. What happens? Now you breathe into this, into this beautiful ring, and suddenly you lose it. <gasps> Don't even think about it. <laughs> I'll put it here with other captured devices today. So suddenly you lose it. Oh no, I did it wrong, and this is backfiring at some sort of witchcraft. No, it was absolutely meant to be. Go back to Amyo. There's something going on here. That ring isn't lost. That ring has expanded into another dimension, non-physical dimension. Is that what happened to my birthday present this year? Uh, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Uh, you could tell the story. We were in Turkey at the bazaar, and we were looking at this, all the beautiful things in the bazaar, and all of a sudden Jeff with some influence, I think, uh, saw this beautiful gold bracelet and offered to buy it for me. And it was stunningly gorgeous. It was very valuable. And I loved it and accepted it and put it on my wrist, and it disappeared on the plane to Egypt. <laughs> or did it? Or did it? Or... Did something else happen? Did it just slip off into another dimension, or did it slip onto the wrist of a local Turk or Egyptian? <laughs> Doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter because there was a lot of beautiful energy in that, not just the gold and not just the, the beauty of the, of the item, but Kaldra's loving energy <laughs> and, and Linda's birthday. Now, Machio says, I did something wrong. I'm not careful. I should take better care of my things. Or, or here's another example of Machio used by Linda herself. Oh. I'm not worthy of love. That was naked, thank you. Very naked. <laughs> I don't deserve it. I'm not a good enough wife. I need to I can't accept this beautiful gift. <laughs> Only I get to hit. So so that's Machio. That's a bunch of crap. Amyo is that gift will keep giving. That gift has gone out and expanded. It doesn't need to be on my wrist, although it might be nice. That gift is out there bringing back many other gifts. It all depends on your consciousness. On your consciousness. If you're in Machio, you're right. You lost that frickin' thing, and it's never coming back. If you're in Amyo, You've unlocked the potentials that were within it, and there were many. Can you be that trusting? Wow, he's right. Wow. That's life in this new energy, and that's what we're doing. So, back to um, – mm, that was from Caldra. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, now, infusion. Let's get back to that. Uh, blending, melding, mel, mel. So, um, now, I'm going to ask you to do this with items, and you can, you can do it anytime, anywhere. Even if others, if others are around, if I could have your well, – I'll, I'll use this now. Uh-oh. Even if others are around and you want to do a little infusing <laughs> – they don't even have to notice. Or you could just pretend you're talking, <laughs> and you see, you can infuse your energy into everything. So, what are some practical? App- well, first of all, remember the reason you're doing it: you're sharing your "I am." You're now so bold and so trusting that you can go out there and fertilize everything you own with it, spread it out. Uh, it will bring the objects to life. It will bring them to life. Try this if you want. Uh, if you have a little figurine, a little statue at home – I know you all do, even if you're hiding it and won't tell me about it – Kuan Yin statue, Jesus statue. But please don't use Jesus on the cross, uh, but you know Jesus standing there. Uh, or just a little, little knick-knack thing you've gotten along the way. Uh, I don't believe there is an Adama statue out there yet, but it would be <laughs> incredible. Or go buy something at the market. It doesn't even have to have any uh, defined uh, description. It could be a, a stuffed animal, a little doll or something. Start infusing. You will bring that object to life. An inanimate object, a, a little statue. You start bringing it to life. It will start holding, carrying, and 
expressing your energy. It's a natural extension of you. Suddenly, uh, that, that object is going to be sitting along your bedstand or whatever, and after a few months of gentle infusion – it's a key word, gentle – suddenly you're going to look over and it's going to be singing and dancing. Does that mean others have to see it sing and dance? No. Will, will they? Possibly. Possibly. Or they just may notice strange stuff happening in the room. Um, but it'll start singing and dancing or, or talking, and it's you. Don't ever forget that. It's you. It's you. Uh, it's the love and the joy of you in these other objects. And at the same time that it's doing that, it's going to open up potentials. It's not about worshiping these things. It's about being so trusting of yourself now you can open up and share. Ah, amyo with everything. Let's think of some practical application in our last nine minutes that we have remaining. So, Linda, with the microphone, please. My pleasure. And, and please, a reminder um, uh, only your objects right now. And I know some of you are going to go out and try breathing on your spouse. Uh, don't do it. Uh, it's a lack of compassion. Only, uh, only your objects or possessions or whatever you want to call them. Uh, I'd really recommend no pets at this point. We'll, we'll get into that at, at some time. Yes, uh, you quote unquote own them, but no, you really don't. They're, they're going to love to respond to this. They, uh, yes, one of you just got it. Uh, they already are responding to it. They already are. Uh, that, that pet is you, but you're not doing it consciously. Uh, hold off on that for just a bit. Uh, things like uh, the trees, um, just walk outside the trees. Uh, stay away from that right now. Objects that you own, that, that are yours, jewelry. Uh, let's think of some other ones. Practical applications. You are going to bring to life and open up the potentials of the material objects in your life. My pen. Your pen. Pen is a good one. And why a pen? To create the flow to the pen for me to express. Uh, and I'm going to say, only your objects, no pets, uh, no people. It just uh, keep this simple, particularly this next month or two. So, uh, okay, a pen. Now, you breathe on a pen, uh, you, you do the amyo, you open up, you, br- you infuse. Remember this word, infuse your energy, not prana, not any of those other – your energy, your soul self. So your pen. Okay. Car. car. Excellent one. Give, give the, a prize. A prize. Yes. Who was that? Who was it? Car. Carol. Now, you're doing it you, – you know this – you're doing it anyway, but you're not doing it consciously. That car becomes you uh, days after you take it over. And it, your stuff accumulates in the car. You're having problems with the car? Take a deep breath. The car can actually move into another potential of itself and serve you in a much grander way, which it wants to do, but hasn't been able to. You use the amyo, the breathing into the car, while you're driving along. (laughs) And now you're making a conscious choice to infuse yourself in the car. It opens up new potentials. It will serve you. It will get you around safer and more reliably and with less gas than ever before. Hmm. 
Absolutely. Mm. Uh, next. Computer. Obvious one. Uh, let's do the microphone here. My credit card. Your credit card. Love it. Love it. Now, remember, without agenda, without agenda, you're not saying, oh, pay off all that balance. Because suddenly you've got a, some type of polarity involved or, or duality. And if, if you don't want to get into that, you're just breathing yourself into that. That credit card becomes alive. It opens up new potentials. You're in trust with yourself, so you're not afraid of the potentials. You can manage them. You can handle them. And you breathe into it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, did you get an Adamus award? I already, I already yeah. took care of it. I think okay. you should get two. See, that credit card's working already. <laughs> So we'll uh, wait for the microphone. So next. Your business license. Business license. That's a good one. What kind of business? What kind of business? I have a gardening coach business. Gardening coach. Good. Excellent. You breathe into that without agenda, but you're, you're breathing your soul into it. And, you know, for so many of you, your soul is not in your life right now, and it wants to be. Your humanness is in your life, and it's not sure it wants to be. <laughs> but you can laugh now. <laughs> so you're breathing the divine into your life. You, you see how this works? So simple. It, the divine has been separated. It's been out there or over there somewhere. Now you're breathing your soul into your life. Yes! Yes! I, I'm excited. <laughs> what else? What else? How about your eyeglasses? Eyeglasses. Oh, sure. Sure. Eyeglasses, but no agenda. No agenda that your eyes are going to get better. Absolute trust. You're just breathing because it's something that's on your face and something that is there for you. You're not saying, clarity, better eyes. You're just breathing your soul into it. Rather than having a separation between you and your material world, we're fusing them together now, right, Andra? Absolutely. So eyeglasses. What else? What's a really important one? Just a minute. Just a minute. Over here. Microphone only. House key. House key. House key. What about the whole damn house? Well, Just stand out there. <sighs> <laughs> yes. I, I don't think as big house. as you do. <laughs> uh, or key. But yes, the key represents your house, so you could do it just with your key. Absolutely, your house. Your house uh, contains more of your energy than just about anything else, really. Uh, because that's, well, you spend so much time there, that's your retreat. So you breathe into your house. Your soul now comes into your house, into your physical house. Your, your soul has been off in some other house, and now it can come into your home. See how this works? You're bringing, you're fusing, infusing yourself into your life, and it unlocks potentials that were previously unknown. Next. Hi, Laura and Marty. I know you guys are home right now. Yeah. Um, our food. 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 Everything you eat. Absolutely. And please, don't, uh, don't uh, you know, you're not trying to do magic on the food. You're not trying to reikiize the food. Or you're not trying to... You're not even blessing it. You don't have to bless it. You're just allowing your soul to be in that food, and it unlocks potentials, whether it's pizza or organic beans, 
whether it is a steak or a fish, whether it is potato chips or uh, alfalfa, it doesn't matter. You, and you, you get over this whole thing about your diets. That was a swear word. About your diets, uh, because it doesn't matter. Your soul is now in that food. You're not dependent on that food for energy or protein or anything anymore. What you're really doing is saying, I already have it inside, and now I'm going to eat because I like to. Larry. Uh, my whole wallet. Your whole wallet. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a good one, because your wallet is very symbolic. How's your wallet? Empty. <laughs> How? Empty. Sorry. Empty. You got a hundred? Yeah. Is it, uh, <laughs> is it heavy or light? Uh, heavy. Don't look at yourself. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Make sure I got you a camera. You, in your wallet. You're absolutely right. Now, but I challenge you, you, I challenge you to do it in trust. To do it not from your state of macchio, not from a state of need or uh, what you feel is emptiness, but a state of amyo, total trust. Can you, my dear friend, don't look at that camera. Uh, she's talking to me. Don't, tell him not to look at that camera. Stop it. So, can you, once and for all, breathe your soul into your life and receive abundance and not worry about it distracting you on your spiritual journey? Yes. Thank you. Good. Okay, next. What else would you breathe yourself into? Musical instruments. Absolutely. That's a good one. Musical yeah. instruments. Even if, and especially if you don't play one. <laughs> Go buy one. Breathe into it. Watch it come to life. Really. Okay, a few more. And uh, I do have an appointment. Uh, Kathumi will be upset if I'm late. My bed. Your bed. That's a good one. That's a really good one. What happens in your bed? No, uh, I don't want to. That's okay to ask. Yes. My altar. Yeah. Your, your bed. Because that is your platform for dream release. Yeah. Uh, and uh, not just sleeping, but can you imagine unlocking the potentials associated with your bed? Excellent. And one more. And uh, perhaps. Uh, Gene, you'll start a forum online or a, a message board thing where, hello, uh, Linda, uh, where, where Shambra can write down some of the things that they're going to breathe their soul into and let it come to life, and then correct them when they are going to breathe on to uh, other people. Yes? My body. Your body. Excellent. Excellent. Your. Your body. Your body. Absolutely. You're, you're, you've had this illusion that you're trapped in this body and that it, it, it uh, betrays you. That, or if it doesn't, it's going to. Uh, you have this belief in the death by disease, death by old age, death by uh, wearing out. So, so you've got all that going on in your body. What if you breathed yourself into your body. Uh, you, some of you think that your body is, is the house of uh, your soul. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You haven't let your soul in there because 
you don't really like that body or your health or whatever issues uh, affiliated or associated with biology. Breathe into your body. Absolutely. Excellent one. I hope everybody's getting an abdominal Yes, okay. sir. Yes. All right. So it is, time, it is time to wrap this up. We'll continue next month. In the meantime, please find a few objects. So you don't have to overdo it, but find some objects that, have, that really have some significance to you. The things that you saw on the board here. And it can be just a piece of jewelry. It can be, um, it can be a stone that you found uh, a long time ago and you brought it home and it's sitting on your... I hope you don't have an altar. Do you, Laughing Bear? Take it down. Take it down. Today. No later than tomorrow. No altars. The only thing on an altar should be your ass. <laughs> that is a true statement. Uh, that I do not want to see anything else on an altar. You should be worshiping nothing other than yourself, or a picture of you if you're afraid to put your butt up there. <laughs> I dare you. Take everything down and put a picture of yourself up there. I dare you. Okay. So, uh, alt- altar, schmalter. I, I, what? Do you think Jesus wants to be on your altar? No. Do you, think, do you think Buddha wants to be on your altar? No. He wants you to be on your altar. There is not a self-respecting ascended master who wants to be worshipped. Not at all. They all have really crappy stories. I've told some of them in our gatherings. They all had the, the, the machio uh, portion of their journey, hung on a cross, uh, starved to death, whatever it was. They, they do not want you worshiping them. Because you know why? They don't want you to go on the same path that they went on. No more than you want the newly awakening to follow the same exact path you went on. Do you want them worshiping you for what you went through in your life? Absolutely. Maybe. Not. No, and not that it was wrong, but there is, you're paving the way. There's more a more out. Kasumi, I'll be done in a minute. There is a more efficient way to do this, a more graceful way. And that's what, that's what Amyo is. It's absolute grace in action. Hmm. Absolute grace. They don't want to be on your altar. Get them off. Uh, I, and Gaia doesn't want to be on your altar. She's leaving, as you know. Uh, they don't want to be their crystals. They lost their energy a long time ago. You don't need to worship crystals or nothing else. Your picture, your picture on that altar. So let's take a deep breath. We've gone through a lot today. Another wonderful gathering. Let's very quickly review. Trust. Amyo. It's important. If you're going to be doing this infusion, we want to be doing it from a place of trust. You want to so trust yourself without reservation or without hesitation. I am that I am. What more is there? Then you can do the infusion. Uh, we're going to get into, uh, this will be about three or four series that we're going to be talking about infusion and, and what difference it makes in your own life, a huge difference it makes uh, with doing this with the angelic beings who are coming here for the first time. Uh, it's going to make a huge difference in what we do together. It's going to make a difference in the potential of the world. It will make a difference later today, tomorrow, whenever we have our event together.
Huge difference. So let's take a deep breath about trust, about amyo. Take a deep breath and understand, when you consciously share your soul and share yourself and breathe it into the objects in your life, you're no longer creating a separation between you and your material world. You're no longer creating separation between you and your spirit in this world. When you breathe life into those objects, they truly come to life, and they serve you in a whole new way. So, dear Shambhara, let's take a deep breath, and we'll see you later tonight. In the meantime, I have to uh, remind all, everyone, that all is well in all of creation, and therefore we are all that we are. Good Nabhan. <laughs>